0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to Shot of History.
1: Welcome back to Shot of History. I'm Stephanie.
2: I'm the color man, Big Dev. Tee-hee.
0: I'm Calvin. I'm Allie. And I'm Dave.
1: Woohoo! we're all back. Yay. It's been a long week since I've talked to you guys. You know, <laughs> really long week. <laughs> yeah. Maintain
3: you. the illusion.
1: I've gotten so <laughs> drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what happened. Yeah. Uh, so today...
0: Um, hey guys, guys! I I have, I have an announcement to make.
1: No, you don't. I'm, le-
0: I'm leaving the show.
1: I'm no, leaving. you're not. Hey, hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just to be clear, Calvin is not drunk, and he's just being silly.
0: I'm being dumb. I'm being yeah. dumb. <laughs> um,
1: uh, Ellie is going to be our historian today, but before we do that, you know the drill, guys. Raise your glasses cheers
3: cheers
2: bad decision
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right so what are we talking about
4: today um today we are going to be talking about william and ellen craft that's craft of the c not craft of the k
0: Oh, I thought we were talking about the macaroni people. Same. Uh. I thought
3: we were. I thought we were going to we dovetail in from the War of the sauces right into mac and cheese. I thought it'd be great. Right.
4: <laughs> I know it's crazy, but we're going to be talking about how they escaped from slavery in 1848 under everyone's
0: noses. Awesome. I like this story. I'm in full on.
3: Dun, everybody, shut up.
4: So as far as their backgrounds go, uh, we we don't know a lot about William. Uh, we know that he was born into slavery, um, and that by the time he was sixteen, he was separated from his entire family um, for a variety of reasons. That's and that's pretty much all we know about him.
0: Uh, Wait, was he black? That, sorry, was he black? Oh yes. Okay. See, so we know yeah. more facts are coming out about <laughs> there this guy. We go. I like this guy. I like this guy.
4: Um, Ellen uh ellen was born in slavery as well and her mother uh mariah was uh was a black enslaved person and her father was the slave master <gasps> uh, imagine that i know the scandal, scandal. Uh, and his name was uh james p smith um now it's about white yeah right <laughs> now Ellen.
3: Wait, uh, the dad Ellen was Jimmy Brown. Smith's what <laughs>
4: <laughs> um Ellen grew up around the household and she grew up uh playing with her half-sisters um particularly uh one half-sister Eliza um and there was a lot of tension in the household because uh because of Ellen not only because Ellen you know existed and her father <laughs> you know slept with one of their uh, enslaved folks. But because Ellen was super light-skinned, like every time, as in every time they had company over, the company would assume that she was just one of their family. She was and passing. Mother, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She was passing and the mother was really upset about it. Um, So eventually when Ellen was 11, she was, given because they viewed them as property. Um, She was given as a wedding gift to her to her own half-sister Eliza. Um, And so she Eliza a different way though. You have to say Eliza. Eliza. (laughs) She was given to Eliza. And
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hamilton reference for anybody who's not seen Hamilton yet.
4: Um, And Ellen. Um, and so Eliza got married to, um, I don't, I didn't write down his name, but uh, his last some name guy,
0: was, or, some dude,
4: no, last yeah. name was Collins. So, first name now, Tom,
3: Tom Collins, has to be.
4: Sure, <laughs> great, perfect. Um, so now she was Eliza Smith Collins. So, uh, I, lived, was, with Phil. Phil. I thought his name was Phil, Wasn't sure, Phil. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, Tom <laughs> Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it was at this residence that Ellen met William Craft. Um, William was, uh, he was hired out a lot to other plantations and farms and things. And so he would get to go, they gave him permission to travel alone from place to place. So he was, excuse me, more trusted than some of their other, uh, some of the other enslaved people on that plantation. Um And he and Ellen, uh, he and Ellen got married. They fell in love and got married. They were pretty young, um, but they weren't, uh, no, they couldn't get married in a church. It wasn't allowed. And so there was this tradition called jumping the broom. And so they jumped the broom. um, And that was the only way that slaves could get married. And so they jumped the broom, but um, they really wanted to get married in a church. And that was part of the reason why they planned this escape. Um, So Mm -hmm. in In December of 1848, they plotted this escape and they knew it was going to be crazy. They knew it was going to be wildly difficult. Um, But in eight days, they hatched a plan to escape from slavery. Um, William had the idea that because Ellen was so fair-skinned and she could just straight up pass as a white person, that they could just escape in plain sight. So because ellen walked talked looked sounded like a privileged white person because she grew up playing with her white privileged older sisters Mm -hmm. um so the idea was they would cut her hair she would deepen her voice and pretend to be a wealthy white male slaveholder, and have will be her be her slave on the way out wow
0: okay interesting
4: yeah right um, so while they were preparing, as, as this,
0: Dave said earlier, duh, 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 duh. Right. exactly. <laughs> no,
4: it's totally it's, it's crazy. <laughs> um, Will went all William went all over town to different shops. He knew he couldn't buy supplies. Really? He knew he couldn't buy more than one supply in a shop without arising like any sort of suspicion. So he went like he would buy one thing at one place and just go around to all the different shops. Um, and the last thing that he did. Uh, that they did to prepare was the night before they left he cut ellen's hair um just cut it all off um there were a number of difficulties that would come up that they had to figure out solutions to um who can think of one
3: (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna go with uh she's a dude trying to or a girl trying to be a dude
4: correct yeah that seems problematic first one so she had to learn how to walk differently and use space differently Mm. um and she didn't have any facial hair right and facial hair was huge at the time that was what everybody did yeah so at first they were like well maybe she could pretend to be a super young guy but eventually they decided and they even considered using fake hair but they Mm. They were worried about it looking too fake. So they pretended on
2: this face, mu- fake mustache. As
4: long as I don't grin, it won't come off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> so, um, so they eventually, so they decided to wrap her face and head in bandages um, and pretend she was really sick and make it look like she had like a really bad toothache so that ah. she wouldn't have to talk either. Interesting. Um, okay. She, yeah so so they couldn't As, see any potential facial hair and she wouldn't really have to
1: talk was that like a common thing that they did back then like mean, if somebody had like a you know a tooth issue or something like that that they would like yeah, wrap yeah. their face up
0: yeah in like um see jacob marley in in uh,
3: uh, the, the the yeah the original uh, christmas, christmas carol, carol yeah. he always
0: had a wrapping around his
4: head yeah they would wrap it up there. I think it was to maintain pressure on it or something. Okay. No, yeah. Or to hold sense. a poultice just, on or yeah. 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 It's just and to put a, poultice <laughs> on. Um She also uh, wore a beaver hat, which was a little bit shorter than a traditional top hat, but it was a sign of wealth and distinction. And so it was a signal to everybody else of how they should treat her. Um, another problem as an enslaved person they could not they they couldn't read or write. And all this traveling they were gonna have to get tickets and mm-hmm. sign things. so um, they put one of her arms in a sling um, to, to show that maybe it had been broken and then they also she she held her other hand with the finger bent in a weird way the entire time um, oh my gosh as to show that maybe she was arthritic. And she wore green tinted glasses, um, which were supposed to signal to other people that she was blind or vision impaired. So that
2: is (laughs) like an elaborate ruse. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All just a big facade.
4: (laughs) Facade. Yeah. And their story that they would tell people was that they were going to Philadelphia for, um, for medical assistance. Um, And that was not really unheard of because even people from the South, I mean, it was 1848. People would go to Philadelphia for medical assistance. That was seen as a center of medical knowledge. So people would go there. So why not? And also, oh, wait, it happens to be a free state and city. So um, they decided to leave around Christmas because they knew that people would be super busy and less, they could maybe slip under the radar unnoticed. So they left on December 21st, 1848. And got on. An, oh, they were in... They were just outside of Macon, Georgia. Um, so they had a long ways to go. So they were in Macon, Georgia. And they got on a train to go to um, Savannah, I think. Yeah. They got on a train to go to Savannah. William went in back with the luggage and... Uh, ellen went into her uh, the like the fanciest car on the train basically and immediately runs into someone who knew the family of the on the plantation the collins family oh, of course no. <laughs> and I... so she's like oh god oh god oh god carries a small you know exchanges pleasantries and they didn't notice a thing so she's like okay this could work If he's seen me before and knows my face and didn't even recognize me, this could work. Right. So so they go, so they, they get to Savannah and they get on a steamboat to Charleston. Um, As soon as they get on the steamboat, Ellen plays sick and goes immediately to her cabin. And William basically like plays up the whole thing and takes um, medicine and bandages and stuff to her room. So they can get a little bit of time together um, and Ellen was even scolded the next morning by um, by a fellow passenger because she was spoiling her slave by saying please and thank you. And <laughs> so, okay, yeah. wow. wow. The
0: Meanwhile, that slave suck. was like, "I put it down last night." Oh, <laughs> y'all didn't hear that ruckus? <laughs> oh my god!
3: Could you describe the ruckus? <laughs>
2: You know why that stays there, Larry?
4: Because I (laughs) bring the ruckus. (laughs) So, basically, your disguise is working. People are totally buying it. Um, They get to Charleston, and they go to the poshest hotel possible, which
0: was a
4: favorite hotel of one John C. Calhoun.
0: Oh, love that guy. Love John C. Calhoun.
4: What's John C. Calhoun most known for?
0: Some pretty shitty things.
4: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Pretty shitty things. A big proponent of slavery. So they're basically white. (laughs) Going directly into the lions den here. If they're going to get caught, this is probably going to be the place where they get caught.
1: Mm -hmm.
4: They, especially because they can't stay together. She has to, Ellen has to stay in her room and um, William can meet it. The most he could do would be to sleep outside her door, but they can't even, they can't stay together. They can't plan things together and they got no privacy when they were staying here. Um, So they basically had to, they had to trust each other that they would follow their instincts and, and know what to do. And they did. <laughs> so, Yay! Um, Hooray! So they got on a boat. They they got on a boat uh, from uh, Charleston to Wilmington, North Carolina. Now, before they got on the boat, they were getting tickets, and um, the clerk really wanted Ellen to sign. Really wanted. Was really insistent that Ellen sign for the tickets because they were really on high alert in Charleston for slaves escaping by boat and she could she held up her arthritic hand and he was like no you still got to sign it cuz he he knew something was off this is probably the only motherfucker who actually knew <laughs> was okay something's actually seeing right. through the ruse yeah
1: right that's crazy this is like the guy who is giving them their tickets is the one who's like, all right now, something seems off here, you know? Like
0: what are you trying to do? What are you trying to pull pull, trying to pull a wall over my eyes? (laughs) (laughs) Tickets, please. So
3: Not followed for it, see (laughs) meh.
0: Tony, get over here
3: (laughs) I Um. smell something fishy.
0: (laughs) So William and Ellen
4: are like, they don't know what to do. They just sort of freeze. The two guys in line behind Ella and and William can't say anything because you don't speak if you're if you're in slavery you don't speak unless you're spoken to mm-hmm. and he couldn't do anything so he couldn't defend her. The two guys who were in line behind Ellen stood up for her, and one of them was like some random ass soldier who was like, "Oh no, can't you see clearly? He's a man of distinction," and. The other guy had been on the train with Ellen and stood up for her and said, you know what? I've been with, I've been traveling with this man. He's very clearly, can't you, how dare you treat him this way? I will sign his ticket for him. So. Cool. They, they made it through.
1: Yay.
3: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Dun, 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 dun. I, thought, I really thought you were
2: just going to say they were starting to get real, you know, real white guy uppity and being like, "Why is this taking so long?" Right? Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, that's really what it was. That's that's yeah. really the only reason why that worked out was cranky white guys were like, "Would you just let us on the damn train?"
1: They were the yeah. uh, male version of a Karen. Yes, uh, they, Kyle were, ch- yeah, they were. Yeah, Kyle's. They were. Yeah,
4: that works <laughs> totally. Um, so they get on the train to Wilmington uh, from. They, they, they make it to Wilmington and then they board a train from Wilmington to Richmond. So this is like the second to last leg of their journey. And William, again, is stuck at the back of the train. And Ellen is um, she's stuck in this car with this wealthy dude and his two young marriageable age daughters. Who oh no! Talking to her and flirting with her because they think that even with all of her infirmities, that she's a wealthy white man who they could marry and get money from.
1: So- trash ass women, trash ass <laughs> women. And all she wants to
4: do is sleep, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and-
2: <laughs> and- <laughs> oh, she a trouble. Traveling- <laughs>
4: Oh, she a golden <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um So but I mean she um she tried to make it clear that she was not interested and they and they eventually sort of let up. Um he the the dad even gave her a recipe for a poultice that would help with her calamities and she couldn't read it and so you know, she didn't want to risk reading it upside down or whatever. And so she just took it and without even looking at it, said, thank you and put it in her pocket. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. They, uh, they finally get on December 25th, they finally get to Philadelphia and they immediately go to an abolitionist safe house where they are greeted as two men everybody at the safe house thought oh, it's two guys, one of whom is a white passing guy who is dressed up as as some white dude, great and then she pulls the ultimate transformation, goes into a back room changes, puts on a dress and a headscarf and comes out and they're like all just jaws drop to the floor, you know, right. she's, she's a woman.
3: the nerdy girl that took off her glasses and suddenly became the hot chick Right.
4: <laughs> happened to the franks and beans (laughs) (laughs) um so everybody in philadelphia just leaps on this story the anti-slavery press and the um and just the the regular press like all all of it they just jump on the story and they become the darlings of the anti-slavery movement in america and in great britain um, because not only because of their daring escape, but also because they're young and hot, right? That so, doesn't hurt. <laughs> that right, doesn't hurt. They, yeah, why not? And um, they're well mannered, they're composed, and you know all sorts of these things that, like, okay, you can understand why why people were drawn to them, mm-hmm. but really it was cut well, was because they acted they acted white, well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, but I mean
1: that's it's disgusting but it's the reality you know unfortunately of the
4: time it is definitely the reality Mm -hmm. and uh they were really eager to learn they they learned how to read and write um and they wanted to give back to the cause um they were encouraged to move to Boston because they were told you know you'll be safer in Boston you know everybody knows that everybody comes to Philadelphia to to try and get out of to try and get freedom but you'll be safer up north in Boston a little bit more. So they go to Boston, and William works as a carpenter, Ellen works as a seamstress, Um, they also earn money by giving talks about their escape, Um, and then about a year-ish later, the Fugitive Slave Act happens. And, Calvin, you're muted. Um, (laughs) I think that's on purpose. (laughs) And (laughs) I said, I said
0: 1850.
4: Yeah, 1850. The Fugitive Slave Act happens. Uh, where if you were caught harboring a fugitive slave, you would get six months in jail and a thousand dollar fine. At the time, a thousand dollars. Right. It's yeah. Ridiculous now. Right. Um, and the Collins family that they had come from issued a warrant for their arrest and issued the help of the U.S marshals uh because they had stolen themselves um and this i guess it's an interesting that,
3: way to put that
4: yeah i don't know how
1: you steal yourself so, well no you, know, you, you didn't
3: this, you you're not escaped slaves you you have stolen yourself that's interesting yeah, yeah okay
4: but that's that's what it was yeah. they were property and so they were they'd stole themselves yeah, you're um a whole bunch of bullshit but that's what it was um and th- they didn't there was a huge network of people protecting the crafts in Boston and they pretty much gave hell to the two bounty hunters who came for them They Good. every time they would come out of their hotel room they would be pelted with rotten eggs and vegetables <laughs> yay <laughs> it's like a vaudeville show yeah <laughs>
3: Boo, you dirty copper! Boo. <laughs>
4: their their carriage would be frequently stopped for driving too fast, and they would just be put in jail for the day. Wait, hold on. They're the
2: the people hunting the the two uh, self stolen yes. slaves yes. were put in jail for driving too fast. Yes. Yes. yes okay. I like I like this. I like where this yeah. is going. Gotta
3: you gotta you gotta love Boston. You really, really <laughs> yeah, do. You really like this like a, the, the, this this just screams yeah. hardcore Boston to me.
0: <laughs> you like apples?
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
4: They didn't like these apples because <laughs> no. no one fed bad food at restaurants. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and they were given phony directions. Um just everyone did everything to make their okay. Eyes I, it. I don't. It's awesome.
3: They may not have actually yeah. been given phony directions because, if, for those of you who have never been to New England, when they give you directions, they give they use landmarks that actually haven't been there for twenty years. Like they'll they'll tell you to like drive up the road, and when you get to the Collins Farm, take a right. Well, the Collins Farm burned down. 15 years ago but like everybody still uses uses that point as a landmark so I mean it, it might have been unintentional I'm just saying yeah.
0: <laughs> or totally intentional like the Collins farm isn't even there <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> fucking bounty owners did you hear I
2: told them the, co- the Collins farm the Collins farm is in the opposite direction
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: I'm
0: sorry my friend's a little bit
2: slow
3: the town is back that way Well, well played well played William well played
4: uh, so i mean eventually they realized they wouldn't they thought about moving to moving out of state moving somewhere else but they realized they wouldn't they weren't going to be safe anywhere in this country because this country sucks mm-hmm. um so and the collins uh where they had escaped from had even written a letter to the president millard fillmore asking for his help
1: oh my
4: god yeah those petty bitches
1: yeah okay you know what dave is i dave is no longer petty these
4: are the most petty motherfuckers
0: like what? i
3: i have never written a letter to a president uh in in, in my attempts to be petty so that's they they, yeah. they 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 have officially one-upped me
0: yeah
4: god you know uh,
1: anyway so they decided to move out of the country
4: but they first got married in a church by a minister Um, In November of 1850, they were married by the Unitarian minister, uh, Theodore Parker. And later that year, at a speech at an anti-slavery meeting, he gave a speech that said, uh, he mentioned democracy of all the people, by all the people, and for all the people, which was later adapted into Lincoln's Mm -hmm. Gettysburg Address. So, um, the Crafts moved to England. And they had five kids, four sons and a daughter. Um, And they also tried to reassemble their own family from the States, um, both enslaved and free. Hmm. They found um, they eventually they, Ellen was reunited with her mother um, because um, a group of abolitionists traveled to Macon, Georgia, where she was living and, purchased her freedom and brought her to great Britain. And so that's cool. That is
0: awesome.
4: Yeah. And um, eventually after. Oh, I didn't write down when it was. I want to say it was after the civil war though. They moved back down to the South um, and they, they bought a plantation in Savannah and in 1873, they started the Woodville co-op farm school where uh, Ellen taught uh, freed folks how to read and write. Um, and that's the story of William and Ellen Craft. I got a lot, all of this information I got from, um, from Barb McCaskill, uh, Professor Barbara, McC- Barbara McCaskill, who uh, did an interview on the podcast Criminal It's from episode 59 in Plain Sight, and she has a book called Love, Liberation, and Escaping Slavery, the William and Ellen Craft Craft in Cultural Memory. And William and Ellen Craft also wrote their own book, which is how we know so many of the personal details, Um, and that book is called Running a Thousand Miles for Freedom, and it's available to read online. Very cool. Awesome. They were very
2: crafty.
3: You've been waiting. Oh, you've been waiting this entire funny. episode for that one, haven't you? You've been waiting. Apologize <laughs> <laughs> to all of our
0: listeners. I didn't want to announce it this way, but this will be Big Dev's last show. <laughs> <laughs> we are retiring him. <laughs>
3: Retiring. And that's and that's when that and Calvin is announcing his insurrection is what, is, is what is.
2: oh my god that was oh a god. very awesome story though. Well, and because
1: we don't there aren't a lot of stories um that come from slavery that have good endings. Because oh. there aren't. So I mean, like this just What <laughs> this I I like I have never even heard of this. So this is I mean it just I guess it warms my heart because just the suffering of other people makes me so sad. And to see somebody be able to come out of that yeah. you know, scenario or that situation and be able to actually live a fruitful life and give back like that. I mean, that's just so incredible. Yeah. Like, it,
2: Spoiler alert. There is a lot from the age of slavery that you haven't
1: heard. <laughs> I know. No, I, I know that. I and that's why I love being educated by yeah. my friends. Thank you for educating me, friends but yeah, um well. okay I almost like started crying I'm sorry like no. that's just I got there was a very emotional story for me
4: yeah it was it was hard. very awesome I yeah. I listened to that story I heard that story and I, I I was just flabbergasted yeah um so yeah check out the the Ooh. podcast criminal they also have a recent episode about uh, Robert Smalls who Robert
0: her. Smalls is an episode that I'm going to be doing. So do not give any. Hell <laughs> yes, that's the one I still have notes on that I have not, uh, I haven't done yet. But that story yes. is badass. My next episode is gonna be Robert Smalls. Hell yes, oh, oh, That was the episode I got. That was the that was the epic seven minutes. Yes. That I'll never. Yeah, because you. Eat, as
2: soon as we <laughs> shut down, it's like this. This is really important to me, and I don't want to fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> like, Sober cow was all like, "You need to. You need to slowly roll."
3: <laughs> I need you to stop recording right this, now. This, right now, this is not that time.
1: Right. <laughs> well,
0: uh, we will get to it. That it, yes, it is the. Uh, it is That's coming a great up. story. I'll get to that
1: one. Um, all right, guys. Well, I think it's time
0: to. Pop out the plugs. Uh, I'm going to go first on this one. Go for it. I'll right. go first. All right. So, um, leading questions with Calvin Moore, a panel discussion show where we get people on multiple sides of different issues to sit down and talk with each other. You can find us on the Podcast Detroit app. And then, of course, uh, wherever else you can find podcasts, uh, You know, Apple, Google, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all those places. Uh, and then also uh, check out our Facebook group online for uh, Black American History. It's a new class that I am offering uh, pretty much quarterly at this point. Uh, we're underway at the time of this recording. I think we've done a, a couple weeks. Uh, feedback, is, uh, I'm assuming, has been great. <laughs> it is really awesome. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's good. Every yeah, yeah. Hey, Big Dev, what, what have you been learning, Big Dev?
2: <laughs> I've been learning why uh, white people are the worst.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's called Black American History, and then parentheses, the subtitle is Why White People Are the Worst. Yeah. A.K.A. Kill Whitey. No, uh, but no, uh, (laughs) Black American history uh, is uh, underway at this point and hopefully receiving some good feedback. But uh, check out the Facebook group for that. If you're uh, looking to be uh, educated on uh, African-American history and how that stays with us here today and how it's affecting different issues, uh, I'm teaching that class and uh, would love to have you be part of the next cohort. So.
3: Uh yeah, so Podcast Detroit, all the things. Uh see what studios are open, see if we're doing stuff on Zoom. Who knows? That anything is possible. Shit changes day by day. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh or IT in the D. Uh who knows? We might even be having events again by the time this airs. Who knows?
2: Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Uh Source Point Press, Oxide Media, Deepwater Games uh n three arts all those things that normally I would be traveling across the country to shill uh and uh we're not right now because you know fuck COVID. Um so uh you know as always fuck Steve fuck COVID and fuck Jefferson
3: <laughs> the Trifucta
0: yeah yes
4: <laughs> <sighs> um Well, you can uh, find my podcast uh, through the podcast Detroit network. Um, It's cosplay confidential where we interview cosplayers from different walks of life. And you can find us on Instagram at cosplay confidential. And you can find my cosplay page on Instagram as well at real Kiki Elise.
1: Awesome. And uh, check out all my podcasts on podcast including my newest one, 15 minutes of MAME, where I review four horror movies every episode and they're only 15 minutes long so something quick and easy for you to see what you should be watching on netflix um also i want to recommend a podcast i've been listening to alice isn't dead you can find that um anywhere uh that you can find podcasts it is like they actually ended up turning it into a book which i haven't read and which is a reimagining of the podcast but i really love it it's Really, really good. So check that out. Um, and that is it for us here at Shot of History. Until next time, I'm Stephanie.
2: I'm the color man,
0: Big Dev. I'm Calvin. I'm Ali. I'm Dave. See? Meh. Mm. Meh. Mm. Meh. Mm.